You're listening to WBAI, and this is the Independent News Hour. I'm your host, John Tarleton. I'm here with uh, co-host Julia Thomas. In our third and final segment uh, today, uh, we're going to talk about the situation on the Lower East Side with the East River Park. It's a park that's been there for almost 80 years. It's one of the largest parks in uh, Manhattan. Not everybody knows about it, but it serves a a large community. And uh, going back to Hurricane Sandy, that part of the city was inundated in in, uh, ocean water, and uh, the uh, city government has been uh, struggling to figure out how to protect the Lower East Side from future storms. And uh, the community there uh, came up with a plan that would have protected the majority of the park and, and uh, still had the flood control they needed. And instead, in 2018, uh, the de Blasio administration out of nowhere announced that they were going to demolish the entire park and, and, and spend years putting uh, eight feet of dirt, uh, uh, eight foot dirt wall there instead, and then build a new park on top of it. And in the process, they would cut down almost a thousand uh, trees that are nearly a century old, eliminating the shade the park provides, all the sports fields and everything else that goes on over there, the barbecue pits and uh, serves a large community in the Lower East Side, including tens of thousands of residents of uh, uh, NYCHA houses along the East River. And uh, there's been a tremendous uh, community uh, fight back against this. And we're joined this evening by uh, Eileen Miles, uh, a member of uh, East River Park Action Eileen, thanks for coming on WBAI. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Sure. And um, so so first of all, uh, can you tell us, just give us a short uh, update on some of the latest developments in this story? The de Blasio administration really shoved through this this sort of plan of theirs over a lot of community opposition. And now documents are coming out uh with some rather astonishing revelations. Can you share a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, I think in 2018, like you said, when this, when the city out of the blue said, no, we've got a better idea and it's faster and it's, it's quicker and it's twice as expensive, which is to destroy the park, to protect the neighborhood and the park. And the park was never actually in danger. The park was flooded during Sandy, but the water went back to the river. And it's one of the things that we don't hear often enough is that other parts of the coastline, like Battery Park, were were flooded. They got 12 feet of water. The East Village got three feet. And yet we're being treated like a disaster zone. And they're, at this point in time, getting glass gates and wetlands for a solution. And for us, our solution is to totally destroy the park and this park, normally 100,000 people a year come to the park. And we think during the pandemic, it's probably double because people from all over the city are using the park because gyms were closed. But also people who people who are stuck in their apartments, kids, families, people who have no access to the outside except this park have been using it abundantly. So it's a bigger crisis than ever before. Um, and so what's, what's happened um, is that when the city made this call, which was – completely puzzling and, you know, activists and people involved at the time push back and push back. The city said, we have a reason for why we did this. And it's something called the value engineering report. Um, and basically it's, it's kind of, I think what that means is it's a report that, that it's kind of an engineering report that basically explains how much bang you're getting for your buck, for your money, what kind of coverage you're getting, why are we doing this? And when the, when the, 
um, activists and when the people in the community said, give us this report, the city said, no, it's a private report. We can't share this report with you. A little bit later, they said that they couldn't find the report. Then they said there was no report. And finally, when East River um, Park Action did a foil, we got a copy of the report, but it was completely redacted. Like there was barely a word. It was covered in black marks. So then we began a lawsuit and we got a, a version of a report that's somewhat unredacted. And still most of the players, most of the names, most of the, the weighing of this plan versus that plan is gone. And so the city is clearly hiding something. And I think because I think their rationale, well, it's very hard to say, but it, it seems like with the pattern of the de Blasio administration, it looks like development is always what's behind things. And I think we're talking about beautiful riverfront property. I mean, you look at the Hudson Yards, you look at what's happened on the west side, and we're talking about a beautiful multi-class, um, very low income, though, um, multi-race, but mostly people of color, a park that is just such a gem and such a unique part of New York life. People are fishing there. Like you say, people are barbecuing. Kids play Little League. I've been running there since the 70s. I'm just, before I ever could afford a gym, I was down there. It saved my life, you know? And so it's just, I mean, it's it's insane. And I think it's just a land grab. It's an, an ancient trick in New York City. We take the land away from the poor people and we give it to the rich because this is an opportunity for politicians. Right. I, I recall when I covered this story a couple of years ago, uh, a resident from the Brook houses saying, this, this is my Hamptons. This is where I go in the summer. And just for our listeners, this park extends uh, from just south of uh, uh, East 14th Street all the way down below the, the, the Williamsburg Bridge. So it's a it's a long stretch of land along the along the river. It's uh, 60, 60 acres, and there's a big amphitheater there that was the beginning of Shakespeare in the park. It's such a part of New York history. Absolutely. And um, uh, and and also something I've heard a lot in relation to this story is conjecture that part of the reason they switched plans was to not uh, have to do any uh, lane closures on the FDR, that they prioritized cars over the residents of the neighborhood. Yeah, and also there's something called alienation, which is that I think that um, when you take um, – when you take land, public land away from the city, you've got to get the state to vet it and the state then, and then the process becomes very transparent. And also you have to give the people of the community millions of dollars in mitigation so that they have options. Right. And the original plan, they were going to do that. And, and there was, there were many ways that they were going to help people, you know, have places for kids to play baseball. It was like, it wasn't a total loss. And th so this is like, they're actively trying to avoid public responsibility. Right. Uh, unfortunately, our time is run, running short here. Um, but l last thing, our last 30 seconds or so, uh, I understand there's going to be a, a rally and a march through the neighborhood to the park on uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, can so you share a few details with that? And then unfortunately, we're going to have to sign off here. Great. No, this is really we um, Sunday afternoon at um, at noon at it's on at Tompkins Square Park. We meet there and 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 we're going to walk through the East Village. Part, packed past our, um, I think our council person's office and do some chanting there. And we'll, and we'll wind up at this amphitheater that I mentioned before. We have amazing speakers. We have a, a leader of the Delaware Nation, Daniel Strongwater Thomas, Alicia Boyd, activist. It'll be amazing. It'll be at about 1.30, come to, come to the amphitheater, but march with us for, at noon. Yeah, it's a lovely park. I, it, and if any of our listeners I get a chance to 
visit for the first time this weekend, you'll have a great time there. Eileen Miles, a, a legendary poet and community activist on the Lower East Side. Thank you so much for joining us on this evening on uh, the Independent News Hour.